Welcome to the Timepiece Archaeology Podcast. My name is Andrew. And my name is Vinny. And, yeah. This is, We're uh, back. Yeah, we haven't done the podcast in a while. It's been a very long time, but, you know, I'm sure <laughs> everyone's been wondering, or if not, then you're going to know anyways, so we'll, we'll you know, let everyone inform what's been going on, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, I guess uh, I got a new job, and that caused me to, to move. And yep. we're, I mean, I didn't move far, but it moved far enough to cause some delays in time piece archaeology, and yeah. I've just been uh, increasingly busy to do things, yeah, sadly. That's life, though. Mm-hmm. I mean... That's true. And especially coming up, it's almost Christmas, everyone's getting a lot busier, yeah. and I'm sure with your new job, it's taking up a lot of your time. Yeah. No. It's been, it's been fun, though. It's been good. I, I'm enjoying it. Uh... You know, work is work, but, yeah. So are you allowed to, like, speak about your job on the podcast, or? I'm, no. No, technically. I mean, technically, I can, I can no. like, say, like, that I work, you know, for Omega, but I can't, okay. like, the, I, I can't talk about, like, anything that I, that you guys don't know and I know, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I can talk about, like, you know, what, what it's like to work for them. But I can't, like, I can't, you know what I mean? I can't say, like, we have a special this, and it comes out this time, you know? Like, anything. Right. Like, secret. Basically, you can't, like, speak for the company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Well, I mean, I guess the only thing I'm sure people are wondering is how is working for Omega? It's good. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying it. Uh, I get to work with watches, so I can't complain too much. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the goal for everyone, I think. Yeah, yeah, I get a... Uh, clearly. It, it's such a different environment. Like, I mean, it it's weird selling things that people don't blink an eye to when they buy it. You know, some people. I mean, some people, this is a big purchase and yeah. it's special to them, but some people walk in on Tuesday morning and, and drop X amount of money. And it's sure. it, it, it's it's weird that that's become a norm in my life. Well, I mean, it's, it must be especially weird, too, because, like, you, you, you work at a place where you sell things you're very passionate about and like I'm sure when people come in to buy like you said those people that just come in and drop thousands of dollars on a watch without blinking an eye but for, I'm sure for you you know you are really like when you talk about the watches you're selling I'm sure you actually mean everything you say because yeah. you're a watch enthusiast yeah and I mean, that's that's what's good about Omegas I feel like they do you know hopefully they do and they do hire in my instance people who are passionate which is cool I mean, they clearly saw something in you, so that says something about them. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Oh yeah, it's still gets your head though. Oh yeah, no, my head's growing a mile a minute. Yeah, that's a classic Andrew though. Classic Andrew. Yeah. How, uh, I feel like we actually, you know, me and Vinny actually, I feel like we haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah, uh, it, because it's true we haven't. <laughs> it's and I think the last time I saw you. Well, I know, I saw you for Thanksgiving, so... That's true, yeah. But that still feels like... I guess it's just because, like, we, we were used to, like, being around each other all the time. Mm. And now we're not. I mean, it sounds like we're, like, you know, together, but, you know, it's not supposed to be leaked yet, but... <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of sound like a long-distance relationship. I was here. just about to say that, yeah. It's just working out so far. Yeah. No, man, it's... It, it's life. Life's crazy that way. It just, it... It went from zero to really a hundred, you know, really fast. And 
I miss I miss the podcast. I miss talking about watches. Uh, yeah. One of the things is like I was actually talking to my uh, my mom earlier today, and I was saying like you know, one of the things I miss is doing like timepiece archaeology stuff. I mean like I I actually looked at like you know the website last night and I was like I haven't done stuff in a while. Like, mm-hmm. am I gonna keep doing stuff? Should I just get rid of the you know the website? Yeah. You know, and I was like, I thought to myself, like, this is, it's important to, you know, remember why you're in a, in a field that you are, remember why you made choices that you did, and then, you know, continue to grow that passion, because uh, even hobbies, you know, that, even hobbies that you don't turn into jobs, like I have, uh, you know, it can still be overwhelming when you, you dive deep into a hobby, and you just sit there for a while, and you kind of just forget about the reason you got into it in the first place, and I think, well, yeah, especially when you when you want to jump into something that there's so much to learn about. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, with watches, it's 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 interesting because you can go as deep as you want to, or you can stay on the surface and still enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you can just be like your everyday watch guy, you know, who just likes the brands that he likes and knows you know enough about to get by, but he's not super gung ho about it, you know. Or you could have someone like me or you that like wants to know more about Rolex, wants to know more about their history, or Omega, or, you know, Timex, or whatever, but, like, I guess what I'm, my point is, is, like, you know, it starts off as a hobby, but then you get kind of get wrapped up in everything that you can learn about from it, and you kind of forget where you started, yeah. I think this, this podcast we're doing right now is a really good way of going back to where we came from, especially you, and, I mean, me too, but, I mean, more so in your case, and, um, just really get back into what why we did we started this whole thing. So I think you know this podcast could be just whatever we want to talk about, man. Yeah, it's good. It's a good escape too. It's good. You know, it's kind of like surrounding yourself in in that world of what you like, and yeah, you're escaping into the depths of. You know, I mean that's in a way that's what the internet is, and uh, you know even for people when I listen to a podcast, I love listening to a podcast and just getting you know involved in the conversation and escaping reality just for those, you know. 40 minutes or 30 minutes or 10 minutes sure. of whatever it is. No, yeah, I, I agree. I mean... Especially with something that I'm interested in. Yeah, or even if it's something I'm not even interested in. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Joe Rogan podcast. You you obviously know that, but... Mm. Like, some of the... I mean, some of the guests he has on are, like, people I've never heard of, and they, they, they're in a field that I've never even heard of, but it's just interesting to hear a new perspective. But at the same time listening to the familiar host being Joe Rogan make something new sound interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, I feel that. That's, that's, that's <laughs> I don't know, that's, that's, that's just one of the reasons why I like the, this platform in particular the most, personally, mm-hmm. because you can just kind of have a, t- a conversation. And, and I mean, honestly, I feel like if you listen to anyone's, one person, one episode of anyone's podcast, you can pretty much get to know them as a person pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get to know, like, where they are, where, you know, where they're coming from, you know, and uh, almost everything and just how they speak to others, and it's, it's interesting. It's it's an easy way to um, show that without having to almost, not, not really try, but also not really try, you know, you don't have to try to, you know, show who you are in a podcast because it comes out, well, you may have to try to show that in a, an article or, or in other platforms. Yeah, I mean... Articles, especially, or videos, like, I mean, I mean, YouTube videos, um, you know, th- those things are good, but, uh, see, I was going to say something, but now it makes me sound really stupid. 
So I was gonna say I was gonna say a podcast takes almost it's almost like it takes less effort, but in a good way. No, it's it's very like, raw. Like it's just that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, like with our like you know the podcast we've done, um, we don't. I mean, we just you know it's really just set up. Like I mean, it's just a you know a phone or a computer that we're either interviewing someone with or talking to each other on, yep. and sit up in front of a fifty dollar mic and that's it. I mean, it's very yeah. raw. It doesn't always sound uh, beautiful or perfect, but it's that's what it is. I mean, perfect example is right now. Like we literally just started to to do this like off the cuff. Like mm-hmm. you were you texted me like, "Dude, let's do a podcast." I was like, "Let's do it," and then you just called me up, and now we're doing it. Yeah. Like no no topics really in mind, we're just chatting it up, and then that's that's kind of the point, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Are you uh, are you wearing a watch today? I feel like we should. Uh, Bro, talk. you know what I'm wearing. <laughs> what are you wearing, man? My Seiko, man. Okay. I feel like every time I see you, you're wearing the G-Shock, man. Yeah, that that did stay on my wrist a lot. Like, like the whole summer, pretty much. Just just because it's so light, and, like, the the materials it's made of, it's it, it's really easy to wear when it's hot. But now that it's getting colder, um, I like having the Seiko. And it's, like, now that I'm, I'm wearing this thing every day again, and it just... It's really awesome to get to. That's awesome. I guess go back to your first watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I like wearing it. I like wearing it a lot, especially with the metal bracelet, the Jubilee bracelet. It just goes with everything. I mean, it's great. That's good, man. That's good. What about you? What are you wearing? Um, I'm actually wearing, uh, Shinola, gold. My gold Shinola Gomalski, uh, ladies. It's a ladies' watch. Wow, not so, the Speedmaster? I'm not, shocked. Not my Speedmaster. <laughs> I mean, I wear that every no, day, so I get kind of... I, know, I, know. I need to switch it up once in a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get you. No, I, I like that one that uh, you're wearing. I always did. That was a cool one. It's neat. I mean, I think it's very, like, uh, very 50s. I mean, it's definitely something you don't see every day. No, that's for sure. Mm. Speaking of day, uh, it's, like, almost dark. I feel like the sun's going down, and it's only 4.30. Oh yeah, dude. This one says like what five, five thirty. It's just nuts. But dude, like, I, it's weird. Like, it'll be like seven o'clock. You know, the sun's been down for like two hours already, and it it, it, it feels like way later than it is. Yeah, I feel like, like I'm. It'll be, be going to seven, bed. but I feel it feels like it's like eleven, and I'm like, dude, I'm tired already. I found myself getting tired earlier too. I don't know. Dude, that's winter, man. I hate it. I hate this state. It's winter. It's winter in Illinois. Winter in Chicago. Yeah, it's the worst. I don't know. All right, man. What, what, um, do you, what do you think we should talk about today? That's a good question, man. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of a lot of different things. Uh, I feel like we could talk about, uh, you know, just. I think one of the topics we always want to talk about is like females and watches, uh, or even just our choices on. Uh, grails, you know, I mean, we have a lot yeah. of different options. We... Well, I mean, we could, we could do those. We could also do, you know, watch, maybe talk about watch maintenance or collecting as a whole or yeah, I mean, we could you. Are we talking about watch maintenance? I feel like, uh, you know, with the, obviously the new job and, and, and seeing a little bit more into that mm-hmm. side. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, you know, me and you, we haven't had anything you know, crazy expensive on our wrists. I mean, we're pretty mm-hmm. average shows. Um, it's interesting seeing, like, the pricing of uh, just maintenance on pieces, even at the 
to level just Omega and Rolex and those. I mean, they're I mean, those are cheap watches, but you're not getting a Patek or AP or anything like that. But those are, you know, you're looking at a few hundred dollars to drop. And I, and I feel like that's something people don't think about when buying a watch. I mean, no, especially when they're really buying not. used or, or you know used because they don't think they just think oh it's a good deal. Right. Um, yeah. No. People usually. I've learned this actually just recently. Um, people buy things based off of emotion. Yeah. Um, if 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 some if if something emotionally catches some someone's uh, attention, like it, like every everything that everyone buys is always it's a solution to a problem that someone has. That's like the whole market, right? And I'm just about to get off a whole fucking tangent about business, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> Like, you know, I don't know. Like, uh, let's say someone's problem is, oh, I need to write something down. I don't have anything to write anything down with. Okay, well, here's a pen or a pencil. I mean, it, it's a solution to everyone's problem. But when in your in today's day and age, when there's a solution to everything, it's really hard for smaller or newer businesses to stand out. So they have to create emotional ties to their product. But, I mean, like, let's use Rolex for an example. Their emotional tie is their legacy, I guess you could say, and their history. So when someone sees a used Rolex, you know, that's a really good price, they're like, I have to grab it. But they don't think about how much it's going to cost them in the long run. I mean, granted, that watch will last you your lifetime if you take care of it. And taking care of it means getting a service, which, you know, depending on the model and what movement's in it, it could it could be anywhere from like a thousand, you know, or maybe a little bit cheaper depending on what it is. I don't know. But you get what I'm saying. No, I get it. I mean, that's, I mean, like the issue here. Uh, and what I'm talking about is like, when you look on like, say like uh, an uh, authorized dealer, you know, they're selling a, mm-hmm. uh, a Rolex, you know, for five thousand dollars, you know, yeah, and that's the retail price, that's the standard price, and you know, Rolex, you know, authorized, they don't discount, they don't do anything, and not really, no. And when you look at like Jogo Shop and you see it for a thousand dollars cheaper, you know, you're like, why? Why would I go AD and just why, why not just buy Jumbo Shop? And I feel like a lot of that, you know, not Jumbo Shop primarily, but any other site that's selling it for the lower used, you know what I mean? It's used, yeah, yeah. Um, but still like a newer model. Uh, mm-hmm. People don't realize like half the times you you have to get that service sooner. You know, you you don't you don't get that the warranty that covers the service. You don't get the uh, you know the five years that I think Rolex offers, you know, stuff like that. I think it's I think it's interesting the the growth of the gray market and the, what, what, you know, them people buying more watches on a low discount and people discounting a ton, but they don't see the, you know, you're actually going to pay that off with not having the warranties, not having, you know, the, the ties with that authorized dealer that, you know, whoever that may be, um, and not having the warranties or even seeing it as just, you know, like it, it's actually like downgrading the watch. You're, you're already discount if you disc if you're discounting the watch, you're discounting the the value of the piece. I feel like sure. Yeah, you know, and I, like it, it depends on the situation. Like I'm not saying all gray market or anything. I just found that that to be no. You just have to be smart. Yeah, you just have to be smart and just not automatically go for the cheapest thing just because it's the cheapest thing. You ask why? Why is yeah. it this cheap? Mm-hmm. It, well, probably because it has an issue that needs to be fixed and would cost a lot of money. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Just like everything else, man, when you're buying something, you should be smart about it. Don't just go for the first, for a sports analogy, um, you're the first read, you know, as a quarterback would. Um, you want to just not only look at your first read, but your second, your third, look at your, all your options, you know. Then figure out which is best for you. Do you value 
having a, a warranty and you know this the whole um what's the word like um damn like service of being go, going to an ad you know like because they because they will help you out or do you prefer hunting for the deal and find the best option possible i mean it just comes down to you personal preference i think but just be smart about it in general yeah it's a lot of there's a lot of mysteries to to maintenance and watches like you don't you don't really know unless you like look into the actual service cost of something you don't know you know you don't know the price of it you don't know how much it's going to cost you in the long run and it could be an extra you know you like this this watch may need to be serviced every two years you know you don't know this movement may need is a you know more of a finicky movement and needs to be serviced more while this yeah. one made last 10 years like you don't you have to figure out and you don't like again you can't even determine on those like say like the the ad says like oh it's every two years you, don't, you can't even determine on those because you don't know how they don't know how much you're going to wear it how much you're going right. to eat it so you got right. really have to put that in perspective of when you're buying a watch you know no yeah exactly. that's why i feel like a lot of times that you know most of the time dress watches are valued you know like i feel like they're valued higher and they're more delicate and they're very like you know prestigious because they don't you don't wear them every day they're not an everyday piece half the time right, 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 um, right so that's right. why they're more delicate of time pieces and stuff like that yeah no that makes sense and like i've been lately anyways i've been kind of almost forming the opinion that if you're gonna get into watches everyone's first watch should be an skx and i'll tell you why because I, I know I had this feeling too when I first got into watches. I just wanted to get a mechanical watch. I, want, I need to have one. I need to see the sweeping seconds hand. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just had to have it. But I think there are a lot of first watches that people buy that really can screw them over in the long run. Meaning, like, in terms of reliability, I'm, I'm talking about. And, like, yeah. I think the SKX is really forgiving in the sense that it could take a fucking beating. And people that aren't really. Uh, known for taking care of their things or you know looking after anything they buy which is I, i'd say most people i mean nowadays people kind of buy things and throw it away um everything's kind of disposable now which is why i like the mechanical watch because it's, it's one of those things you buy and you keep and you have for a long time you know what i mean yeah. yeah but i mean um yeah i think the skx is like it should be everyone's first mechanical watch in my opinion because it's such a good all around you can wear with anything and also it's reliable i mean if you don't service it for five years i've heard of people not service it for longer than that it still keeps good time so i mean it's just i hear things new things all the time which just reaffirms my opinion that you should get an skx to start off with it's your safest bet i mean honestly i mean like i think anything Seiko pretty much makes is a yeah. horse but yeah 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 I mean, it's true. I mean, a lot of people don't know kind of what they're getting into. It's it's almost like when you first buy a car, get a car, like, you don't, you're, you're just like, it's a car. It gets you from me from A to B, but you don't understand that you need to change the oil every two, you know, every thousand miles or however. It's like, it's like with me and motorcycles. Like, when I first got into bikes, I wanted the fucking Ducati, Panigale, you know, 1199, because I thought that was just the sexiest looking bike. But then, you know, now knowing more, if I had known what I know then, I would I would have thought that because now I know that Ducatis cost so much to maintain, and like I'd rather go with a Japanese bike because they're more reliable, they're cheaper, and they're easier to get parts for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I feel like that can be applied to um, watch collecting as well. Just take your time, you know. Like because the more you learn, the more you'll realize, oh yeah, okay, maybe I shouldn't buy that watch because it costs 
this much over this many years, whereas this one is cheaper. Alrighty, so, sorry for the awkward pause. Uh, we cut out for a minute there, but we're back. Yeah, shit happens when you're over the phone. Yep. Uh, um, we were just talking about, you know, maintenance. So you're talking about, you know, you're, you were linking it back to kind of your passion for motorcycles as well. Yeah, yeah. I it wasn't any just listening back to it. It was stupid, but no, I was no, I got, I, I got what you're saying. It's, it's you know, everyone. You know, you jumped that yeah. watch that yeah. you have in that grail, but you have to think more of what fits you and your, you know, exactly. situation best. You know, like the, exactly. the initial price isn't always the initial price, you know. Exactly. Um, I'm actually, uh, that actually ties into, like, uh, you know, my idea of, of watch collecting has definitely changed from, you know, what it used to be. I, of course, when I got into watches, I, you know, started buying watches left and right. Um, in buying anything, I'm still that way. I'll you know I'll buy a ten you know a Timex or a Swatch just for fun. I'll buy you know a couple hundred dollar watches for fun. But sure. something that you know that's really changed is that I actually would love to be a, a one watch guy if if I could. Um, I don't think I can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I love the Speedmaster. I definitely could see myself being a one watch guy and just having. I that. just love the idea of yeah. being a one watch guy. You know. But it, it's made me realize, like, I, the, the collecting part of, of buying another watch is, like, it made me realize, like, okay, like, three, like, or two. I only want these three. I only want these two. Like, I don't need to have, like, ten, couple thousand dollar watch. You know what I mean? Like, I'd love to have, like, you know, this watch and maybe this watch. And, like, you know, each time I get one, like, step up the watch. You know, like, it yeah. really, it really plans out like you don't need that many and it, you plan out really what you want in your collection no yeah um it's interesting it's a it's definitely a good and newer way of looking at it like i know when i first you know got into it like oh man i wanted so many different watches like there's just i wanted every watch you could think of and then you know of course your taste changes the more you you know learn about it and the more you've been into it my case i think it's going on three years now but um i think originally i kind of i kind of had that like um new guy like newbie idea of collecting which was like have every uh a specific watch for each specific like activity you know what i mean like a chronograph a dive watch a dress watch now so much it's I i don't need to fit that criteria as much anymore it's just more of am i gonna use it and if I if not, then I don't need it. You know what I mean? Like mm. I I used to think that um, uh, uh, dress watches were kind of not my thing. Uh, then I got into them more, and now I kind of realize that they're just more meant for occasions where time or knowing the time isn't really uh, important. So have the dress watch really is just meant for the design and the beauty of it, really. Um, and it also helps if it has a cool movement on the inside, but, um, the idea of being that one watch guy, that's always been with me, like, since I got into it, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think it always will be, because it's always that thing, like, that one, that perfect watch that we're always searching for, you know what I mean, like, 
I think the idea of it's really cool, and I think it's cool to have that like fantasy. But I, realistically, though, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> no, I, I mean, least for someone like me. No, like I, I think it'd be great. Uh, I think, like the only people I know who are one watch people, they're one watch people for like a month, and then they get the new watch and they get rid of the one watch. They're always one watch collectors, but they're getting different watches as they go. But they're constantly, like, swapping it out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it may not be constant, but it's it's, it's happening, you know, it's not, it may not be, sure. like, every week, but it's every month, or every two months, or every year, um, yeah. which, that's cool, I mean, I, I can get behind that, but to me, I mean, I want to have the memories of that watch, um, but the only people who are actually true one watch people are people who aren't really into watches, you know, like, they, they buy yeah. a watch, and they're like, oh, I'm good, like, I got that itch out, and I'm done, um, Right, like, okay. like for some people, the watch is just another tool that they mm-hmm. need in their daily life to get things sh- get shit done. So, yeah. or, and in that in that aspect, I respect it very much. But you know, yeah, uh, I, my co- my collector side, you know, it kind of gets under my skin a little bit. But it's all right. No, I mean I'm the same way. I'd love to have that one watch and have all the memories of that one watch. But I want you know multiple, I and mean, that's just how how it is. But I I, yeah. I always thought I'd be. Uh, multiple watch guy i never thought i'd be or want to have one watch so i was surprised how that's you know your yeah. tastes definitely do change throughout the years and mm-hmm. it's interesting. yeah i mean shit i remember when i used to think that uh, rolex was like the only fucking brand that mattered you know now i know that's not the case i mean i still love them but i know that there are other brands that are you know might be better or mm. you know you know what i mean like yeah it's just it's just an example of your taste changing. Yeah, you uh, you open up Pandora's box and it, and it, it's always changing. Yes, it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I never actually like liked chronographs too much. Now I wear a chronograph every day. Yeah, I mean that's dope. Yeah, I, I see. I like. I love the way they look. I just don't. I, I would never use the function, so I feel like I'm doing the watch a disservice. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I always thought, like, I needed a dive watch, but now I'm like, I don't, it doesn't matter, I, I don't swim, like, I don't, I don't know why I always felt like I needed something with a water resistance, I don't, I don't swim or dive or do anything that's related to this function of this watch. I mean, I get you, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, see, I, I, I have, I just like divers a lot. I mean, I like divers too, but, like, I always felt like I needed, like, I needed it, like, I need, like, deep down. Like, well, okay. I had Doesn't it to kind have of give one. you a peace of mind? Like, if you get caught in a fucking downpour, you're you're good. Your watch is good. Yeah, but unless you're like, there's, you know, like you're underwater. It doesn't really matter. Most watches have a water resistance to handle rain. That's true. That's true. You know, like I felt the same way, but. Well, okay, but also, you know, like if a watch is rated for two hundred meters. That's 200 meters of pressure that it can withstand. Yeah. That also means it can take a beating in general, right? Yeah. I mean, it's safe to assume that. So maybe dive watches aren't necessarily meant for strictly diving. More just watches that you can wear every day that take a, a beating and can still keep ticking and keep good time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's just the way I look at them. I mean, if I was a professional diver, I'd be getting whatever the fucking professional divers get. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's not a Rolex. So. I'm sure it's some computer on your wrist. Yeah, exactly. So, what, uh, you know. so is Rolex still a grail of yours to get one day? Or is it like, uh, do you have a different grail now? Or? Oh, um, 
Rolex will always be one of my grails. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just there's just something about owning. And I think I've narrowed it down too. Um, by the way, like before, I used to want the sub as my grail, but I honestly, bro, I think it's now it's either the gold date dress or just a regular date dress because it's so iconic. I mean, there how there's so many iconic figures in history who have worn that watch, and I think it'd be really cool to. to share that in common with historical iconic figures to wear that to wear that watch i mean there's obviously other watches that from different brands that iconic historical figures have worn but i just think that one is synonymous with like history you know what i mean mm-hmm. i just love that watch what what about is is it the history and the the fact that like you know the design really hasn't changed through relax's history that's Made it's the fact that the, like they've kept the design the same. It's the fact that, that it was the I, I believe it was the first to have the, the date window right with the magnifier. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. yeah. And it's not only that, but the people who have worn it and stuff. It's just really cool. Is, is do you think that's why Rolex is such a grail like persona? Like, do you think that's why they have such a you know like you were saying like you know you've always wanted to have a Rolex because it has this this you know like that. You know, sure. whatever it is, you know, it's hard to put into words, but do you think that's why, uh, you know, they have that is because they haven't changed in the history of it? Oh, probably. I mean, I think because they haven't changed and because they've kept the designs the same relatively for since they've been making them, I think that definitely helps mm-hmm. um, with preserving them in the future. Because, I mean, just think about any timeless piece of garment, it will never go out of style. So if you if you can take that idea and put it into a watch, well then you've got a perfect formula in my opinion. What uh, what does other companies not do? What's that? What what does other companies like uh, other watch brands not do that Rolex does that makes Rolex Rolex? Hmm. What do other companies not do? Yeah, like that, Rolex... That, that Rolex does that makes them Rolex. Yeah, I know it's a it's a it's a complicated question, but like what what does no, Rolex okay. does to make that makes them Rolex? Because like, look, like they're not the most complicated watches. No, they're not the best movements. No, they're not the best watch brand on the market. I mean, they they no. produce a ton and they hold back a ton. They, I mean, they're end of the day, they're shitty shitty producer because they hold back and they don't produce enough for the demand and right. you know that kind of thing but well you know what it, it is it's, still it's, real, it's real, exactly it's still what I was life. saying earlier it's it's all in a, it's emotional man okay. <laughs> the way that the, that the Rolex brand makes me feel personally like when I hear the name or when I see one it makes me feel like I need to have one because they're so I mean because so many people have had a Rolex like and it's like just that thing you get when you've made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's synonymous with achieving your goals. It's synonymous with um, uh, fame. All, all those things. I'm not saying that I need those things in my life to be happy. I'm just saying that, you know, it's it's how it makes me feel emotionally, which is why I like them so much. Other brands might have better specs, might look better. But they just don't do it for me the way that Rolex does. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get that. I, I get that. And, 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 and part of my opinion might be due 
to the fact that when I first got into watches, all I would hear about is Rolex. So that might have some part in it, but nevertheless, it is the case now. Yeah. yeah. So. They're definitely a, a powerhouse. I mean, it's just that name that you hear, yeah. even if you're not a watch guy, you know nothing about watches, you, you've heard of Rolex. Yeah, it's funny. I'll explain like, oh, like, what do you do? I sell watches. Like, and then I tell them the brand and they're like, oh, and then they're like, I'm like, oh, it's like we're a competitor of Rolex. Like, you have to like, I have to use Rolex to explain what Omega is right. sometimes. And, and I, that right there is why I like Rolex. Yeah. Because every, everyone knows what it is, man. You, you like the fact that you have to explain to some people what you do and to do that you have to say what rolex is it's pretty powerful it is powerful it's almost like kleenex you know yep like kleenex yep. like you, the tissues you use to blow your nose isn't called kleenex it's a brand of no. tissues to blow your nose it's called kleenex and now that's just the name of that the item not even like the product that thing and that's called. my point man it's like the brand defining the item yeah like that's that is crazy to me. That's that's when you that's when you're hitting the top tier shit. Like Rolex, like they almost defined to to. I'm I'm talking about like two non watch geeks. They almost define watches. Yeah. So like I mean, that, mad respect to Rolex, man, for for achieving that. It's so intriguing that like. At a marketing standpoint, that someone become like that, that powerful of a name. I it's it's crazy, man. I'm telling you. You have to like it, it's such a it's such an interesting like case study on like how, when did that start? How do they do it? Oh man, you could probably research that like <laughs> all 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 the time, every day, and you'll yeah. probably still learn new things about it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny because. I would have loved to be around the time, like in the 60s and 70s, when Rolex was just becoming popular, you know? Like, like to be able to buy one for like 500 bucks brand new. And, and like, you know what I mean? Like, and not know that they were going to be this powerhouse. Gosh. That'd be I'll, really cool. I'd love to be alive just like 15 years ago, and even like everyone was yeah. just still like the, the value of them were lower. Definitely skyrocketed like yeah. crazy. I mean, I uh, do you want to speculate on why? I mean, I mean, a lot of people assume it's it's their own doing, like they're they're causing demand to go high and they're keeping away uh, certain product or keeping product low, so it's higher demand. I mean, I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, that's what they say, but I, I don't know if that's true. I, I, I don't know if, you know, if I mean, we more could people look are at, buying them. Or... We could look at speculation like that mm -hmm. and base our opinions off of just rumor, but I'd rather look more... sees that watch i think it's probably because that like everyone knows about more, like 
the the sport the steel sports rolex watches are going the prices on them are going through the roof right now to even get one in an ad like a submariner it's you're put on a wait list i think it's because of all these reviewers on youtube and shit and talking about how good rolex is and stuff i mean uh, i could be wrong i could be like dangerously wrong here but i i think that definitely has a plays a role into why that's happening i mean rolex could be intentionally like not making enough models and shit and if that's the case then i mean i guess they they can fucking do that because they're rolex but i don't think it's just that there has to be another reason there has to be a reason why the the demand has gone up i mean on you know top I mean? of that i mean it's of course the internet i mean the internet is definitely a, a part of that you know yeah. forums and for instagram and and YouTube or and yeah. Rolex is still Rolex and on top mm-hmm. of, of free coverage, you know, like on top of that. And, you know, a big part of it is, you know, China's buying more watches. They say, you know, in this yeah. year alone, China grew 24%. Wow. I didn't know it was that big of a number. Yeah, we grew like 10%, but we dropped 6% last year and then grew to 10%. And that's, I mean, that's, those are all rounded numbers. And that's actually an article through Hadiki if you want to look up that. Um, but it's it's twenty four percent. Like that's I mean that's a huge. Number. I mean China China's huge, but that's yeah. huge numbers. I mean, some I say think... they're buying more in China, you know, while mm-hmm. they used to buy in the states or uh, you know in Europe and all that because of you know Trump and tariffs and steel taxes. Mm-hmm. So they're saying they're buying more in China. So there's a lot more demand and production and all that in China. So it's lowering production and demand. Or not demand, but lowering production and receiving watches in in places like America. So they're on a waiting list because China has grew and buying them there, and you know. Yeah, um, I think it's definitely interesting. The wa- the luxury watch market as a whole is just in the decline. Um, yeah, it's a weird roller coaster that they're definitely on of ups and downs. Man, it's crazy. Like, well, a, a really good uh, article, uh, again from Houdinki, uh, uh, was with uh, the Movado Group, and then Movado, uh, the CEO or the president or whoever um, who runs Movado Group, was talking all about like they bought MVMT or Movement, um, and they bought another another fashion watch brand out of the UK for ladies, and they're talking all about just how. You know the, the how the fashion uh, brand and fashion watches are taking over. You know, creating a demand in watches again, and by promoting fashion brands, you know how Movado is, and of course Movado's top tier is like Movado. But they're by producing fashion brands, it, it's making more people buy watches. That leads to more people buying. You know, or young promoting fashion brands and promoting young generation to buy more watches. It's promoting them to eventually buy a Movado in this. Instance. So Hodinkee is basically so they're they're in the article they're saying like well Movado these fashion group brands is, are a good thing because it gets more people with the watches in general. Basically. Okay. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, I mean that's that was really the uh, the president. I mean, I started with a fashion brand. I got what was it, the the remember that watch I had the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth. Yeah. I mean that's yeah, really I, yeah. I mean that's I, by produ- like by promoting themselves in you know movement obviously promotes themselves via Instagram and very like mm-hmm. young generational social media. Um, mm-hmm. That promotes them to get into watches when normally they wouldn't because you know, luxury watches don't promote themselves to fifteen to eighteen year olds. 
No, they don't. And that's why there's not a lot of people that are interested in, in watches when they turn 25. Because they don't want to, they don't, they never were, got the point. They don't wear watches. They don't see the point. Of I it. think it's very important to, um, I mean, it's important for the luxury brand, the big, the big brands right now, the big watch luxury brands to try to capture the attention of our, of our generation. Because even if we can't afford them right now, we need to, they need to get it in their heads. Um, so like, like, you know, having a luxury watch is something that every successful man or woman gets. Um, so that way, when they do get to that point, when they have finally reached their success, their first thought is, I'm going to go buy a Rolex now. Mm. Um, I, I think because a lot of people nowadays don't wear watches in general, that it's not something that kids look forward to when they're, you know, coming up, coming up and trying to build a name for themselves. So I think if the brands want to stay alive and they want new customers, that's what they need to do. They need to somehow make watches cool again, really, and get our generation to maybe five years down the road when they have made their money and their success, want to go spend their hard-earned money on a luxury watch. You know what I mean? Because mm. I think when, you know, when you see success in kids our age, like... I don't know, some fucking kid who got lucky on YouTube made millions of dollars. What, is, what do they usually buy? The most ridiculous shit, you know? And if, if they do buy a watch, it's usually an iced-out Rolex they don't give a fuck about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, they, they, I think, yeah, something needs to be done in their marketing or something. I mean, I don't know, but if you have any ideas on it, that'd be, we can talk about that. That'd be cool. I mean, there's... I mean, I mean clearly social media is the answer but it's just like how and what and when I think I think MVMT is going to be you know the Harvard study I mean that's really what that's it's going to turn into I mean they took you know something that was dying I mean when MVMT really started I think watches were probably at its lowest I mean they were, it was not a thing I mean same with Daniel Wellington like people just weren't buying watches and Especially the, you know, especially the market that they were sought after. I mean, those two brands, they, they grew off, you know, teenagers to young adults. I mean, that's, they grew massive amount of money and massive amount of name just by young adults. And that's something that the brand, that's the reason why, and that's something that the market was failing on. Um, and it, it, like, so think, maybe the market needed the fashion brands. They did. They really did. And, and so, okay, okay. So with that, knowing that. Then, do you think that the big brands need to do anything themselves, or do you think that they can just rely on the fashion brands to get people into it? You know what I mean? Or do you think that they just have to say, "Fuck these fashion brands. We're we're where it's at. We can get people into it. We don't need them." You know what I mean? No, they need to do what they need. The fashion brands. Um, there, there's two. There's two. I have two things to say about that. One is sure. separate of. You know something that people have talked about before, and that's like, you know, they you've even seen that with cost reductions and prices going lower to, to try to get people more into um, watches by lowering the price to make it easier. Basically, I mean, does, right. there's even talk of like, do they need to have separate, you know, you know, different products to get them into it? You know, like lower end products of this to get them a step into it. Or should they, you know, that's even a talk. But in my mind, uh, they need fashion watches to have that. Uh, and they also need to market, like, you know, in a different sense. <clears throat> like, 
they need to use the case study of MVMT or movement to, you know, promote their watches again to that 15 to 25 year olds, uh, right. to, to make them want the watches when they're older. Cause they, if they don't, cause you're still, there's still a thousands of dollars of watch, you know, you're still putting down a lot of money to buy this watch. And if, oh, yeah. if you just rely on the fashion brands they they will, the customer will be a long-term for life fashion brand wear. You know, they won't right. see the value in buying something that's $5,000 when they could buy something that's $200 and they think it's the same thing. So they need sure. to do, they need to market the same way. And then like they, they need to be marketing the same way as a fashion brand and marketing the same way as they are now. A little bit of everything. You know, need, they need okay. to do that, basically that fifth step into the young game um, and they need to push a little harder than they are because, I mean, that's who's buying it. Yeah, people who are old enough and have the money of now, of course, are going to, like, you need to market to. But they already know who Omega and Rolex is and those brands half the time because their fathers did, you know? Exactly. So now you need to focus on while, you know, 25% of your marketing fund goes there, the rest needs to go to the younger generation. Because even if you're focusing on the younger generation, Johnny, who's 15, is going to get his uncle, who's 35, into watches. I mean, the great story is, uh, for instance, Theo and Harris, uh, Christian from Theo and Harris, wears a Breitling um, dive watch, who he helped, I believe, his uncle buy that watch. His, he got his uncle to buy that watch, in a sense. It's a great story. You can go on their YouTube, and, and I think they have a video about it. But that's, for instance, like, they, like, him at the younger age got this guy who's older into that brand or that watch or got him to purchase it like you know there's always that's going to happen as well the you know the young man kind of rules the game in that sense i i think there's a lot more power in focusing to that rather than focusing on who has the money now sure because eventually you know those, those customers that keep buying your shit it's it, this honestly what we're talking about right now makes me think of again it's another motorcycle thing but Harley Davidson they have fifty percent of all motorcycle sales and that's like from every brand fifty percent of all motorcycle sales is Harley Davidson right but almost all of their sales are um, are older guys are older people and they're like middle aged or older buying their bikes because all the younger guys don't give a shit about spending $20,000 on a bike that has 30-year-old technology. They, they would rather spend half that and get the newest tech on a Japanese motorcycle. You know what I mean? It's because Harley-Davidson isn't doing a good enough job at marketing to the younger generation. They're just they're hoping that the generation that they've been selling to keeps buying, but eventually they're going to run out of them. Yeah, I mean, how many bikes or how many watches that have cost $20,000 can you buy or will they buy? I mean, you can't market to the same person over and over again because they just don't, they don't buy. I mean, right. they don't buy consistently and you have to, you know, it's like it never, lo- like it's a cycle. You know, you got to continue marketing the cycle. Exactly. I think they, they, they're pretty, the luxury watch brand market is due for um, a revamping of their whole strategy in mar- when it comes to marketing. I mean, marketing, I mean, you're at a, a, a pinpoint of marketing. I mean, it needs almost 
it, it needs marketing when normally it hasn't really needed marketing. I mean, that, there's a reason exactly. Rolex is Rolex because they spend 80% of their you know revenue on marketing. That's going to change soon. 80%. That's a lot. I mean, that's that's majority of their profits go to marketing. I mean, think of how many billboards and behind you know the back of you know magazines do you see Rolex? Oh, a lot, man. Yes. Yeah, I mean, something's got to give. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and this is I'm I'm just speaking like to uh, I'm speaking as if I'm speaking to the the companies themselves. I mean, if I was talking, if I was trying to get, I mean. You and I, I mean, how could we get newer people into watches, into the hobby of it? I mean, I think this podcast is a good way to do that. But, I mean, also, I mean, I think it's just a good... I'm not saying you have to fucking get into watches, okay? Like, there are many other things you can get into. But I just think, I personally, that's one of the safest things you can get into and also really enjoy. Because there's so many, there's so many flavors out there for everybody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's all different price points. I mean, I mean, of course, when you go to events and you, you see those people on Instagram, you know, that have the Pateks and stuff like that. I mean, there, there's all different flavors and all different price points. You can be a any kind of collector, any kind of enthusiast, or any kind of watch guy you want to be. Yeah. All right, man. I feel I like that's you're... a good place to, to end it, man. Like, this yeah, is think... a good uh, podcast to get back to you, man. I missed it. Oh man, I can I can just keep talking for hours, but that's I, good. I agree. I like uh, sparking that, you know, and then we just keep yeah, rolling I mean, with it, man. I promise that we'll 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 do another one probably next week, right? Hopefully, I'm. We're, I want to get back to it. Uh, hopefully, every week. Uh, just a good outlet, man. Uh, I'm definitely gonna try to get back to the the website as well and uh, continue to you know explore my creative watch geek. <laughs> that's a good idea man but no for real though like this really sparked my it, it makes me want to keep doing this so we should man. and I think everyone else would enjoy listening to it so yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks for uh, whoever is listening for listening uh, yeah. if you made thank it you. to the end thank you yeah. <laughs> uh, and you guys have a great day bye alright thanks guys